Oh my gosh. Wow. You are in for such a treat today as I spend some time with the beautiful and pure soul of author Atusa Rasai. She's been featured in USA Today, Potomac Lifestyle Magazine, Entrepreneur Herald. Atusa is recognized as a shaman, transformational heart-centered healer, and spiritual guide motivational speaker. She's a best-selling author, poet, and digital artist. Her passion is to help people light up by guiding them to release their traumas and reprogram their fear-based living into a more heart-centered, peaceful life. Atusa has recently published her solo book titled, Change Yourself, Change the World. It has not only become a top seller on Amazon, but just recently this book captured both the first and second place prizes in the BookFest Awards in the self-help and transformational categories. Atusa's spaciousness to hold love for humanity shines brightly through all of our conversation. As a transformational digital artist, Atusa has created a means to intertwine her spiritual practice and express it through multiple artistic mediums. Her artwork has been featured at the Children's National Hospital Center in Washington, D.C. for over eight years. She has received multiple awards for her work and exhibitions. I hope you enjoy this amazing conversation and leave with an open heart, ready for new adventures and tapping into your essence for a more expansive life. So without further ado, let's get going. Hey guys, you're listening to the Energy of the Untamed Heart podcast, where we talk about uncaging your divinely gifted wild heart to be as free and expansive as you were born to be. My goal is to use our stories, guest interviews, and your questions to tease out what has been keeping your wild heart under wraps. I'm your host, Miel Fox, and together we will shatter the myths of our old stories to set our wild heart free. So thanks for choosing you and showing up today. Oh, thank you for coming on. Thank you so much for doing this. Yeah. Thank you. You have a very full bio. I'm reading through it. Best-selling author. Tell me about your writings. The first book was a multi-author book. And that one was about two years ago. And it was describing my journey and my past and how I got to be in this place and doing what I do now this year, August 11th, and more detail into my own journey. And I use that as an example a lot. And I have other examples and I've broken it down into chapters and guiding people through some of the guidances I give to my clients that come to me. So, but trying to put it out there so more people can use it, can take advantage of it. And then I at the end of it, for each of those chapters, I have practical exercises as well, and some more stories from clients at the end of that. And then September, I was part of another multi-author book that came out, and that one is more around the mother world and the female masculine energy, at least my chapter, to bring more balance between our feminine and masculine energies and why that is important at this time right now. And that one too also made it to international bestseller. Fascinating. So you know I'm going to ask you more questions about this, but before I dive into those questions, I I hear you saying that you're finding writing the literature and writing as a, a good means for you to express how you choose to show up in the world and how you choose to bring other people to see their own light of who they are. Do you find that to be true? 
Definitely, definitely. One thing I think the other part of what I'm doing right now, and it sort of came to me more in the past year, I would say, that we try to put labels on ourselves as to who we are, what we can and cannot do. And especially if you are doing like a sort of a business or any type of business doesn't even need to be this type of business but everyone tells you you got to find a niche you got to narrow yourself you can't be out there with all that stuff what what is it you do break it down and I'm coming out like no I'm not gonna break it down because I am all those things I do it it's not and I don't want to say, well, no, I'm not an artist. Or I'm not an author. Or they say, well, you know, you can't really call yourself like a this because of that. And I'm like, no, I think it would probably a month ago or maybe less that I was even going to help others. Not that I'm going to become a publishing company, but there are people that just popped up in my head and I want them to share their stories that I think is going to be healing for themselves and others. And I said, you know, Hey, I did this. And I, these are the things I didn't like about it. And these are the processes that I did like. So I'm going to come and help you guys publish your book now. So I'm going to be publishing your helping others publish your book. I think that's fabulous. Can I call? Yeah. And can I call myself a publisher? Sure. Why not? Why not? <laughs> Absolutely. You exactly. just may be publishing my book. Who knows? The one that I <laughs> Who knows? I have yet to write, but I'm sure it's coming because I keep hearing you should write. You should really write. So it could be coming. It could very well be yeah. coming. <laughs> so yeah, tell us a little bit. Not to limit. Yeah. Yes. Don't limit what you do. Yeah. And and I agree on many of these social platforms and coaches, they have a very structured, you need to narrow, you need to narrow, you need to narrow. And I think there's a balance between finding the people who need to hear your message in the way that they can hear it, because we all hear what we need just a little bit differently. But at the same time, to if you feel that you need to call it broadcast your message widely, I really feel that that should be, if that is who you are, then that is should, should be how you express. Yeah, I. Perfect. it's yeah. interesting because I sometimes struggle with, so what exactly is it that I think I'm doing? And people ask me, why, why do you do what you do? And my answer is always the same because I just feel like I have something to say and then whoever needs to hear it will show up. And those who don't exactly. move on by, pass on by and, and it's fine. And I don't feel the drive or the pressure to narrow, to be overly specific. I just find it very interesting to have conversation with lots of different kinds of humans and they tell their own story and whoever needs that piece of information is going to be able to find it. So that's the beauty. Exactly. In, it's the beauty. Exactly. In this. Yeah. So tell me how you sort of went from engineering to human healing, spiritual healing. I think the spiritual human healing was always, I know it was always a part of me. It's not even, I think, I know it was always a part of me. 
And even when I was younger, I was drawn to it as a kid. And I noticed I would know the energy of the room, know the feelings around me. I knew things without people telling me. And even younger, there were people that like were drawn to me to just share their stories, to say how they feel or, you know, come talk to me. So I think it wasn't a, oh, I switched. That was a part of me. That was who I was. And then, you know, if you're going to do this work, you better have some tools, right? Anything you want to do, if you have the proper tools, it just makes it easier to do. So universe said, hey, all right, so this is what you're here for. Now you got to get your tools. And so life gave me those tools by those traumas. You know, we label it as trauma and it is traumatic because it's hard to go through. But then that's what you need to come and get your tools to be able to help yourself and help others. And that's exactly how I came about. And engineering was a way for me after going through so many changes in my life. My parents were divorced when I was two. It was a divorce that like dragged on through my adulthood. It just, it was such a hurtful thing that happened to both my parents, especially my mom, that it just lasted like through our adulthood. Then we had the whole revolution that I was very young and didn't understand. And um, then the war happened. And then right after that, we came through, came to U.S., and all those changes made me want to have control over life. I was like, okay, things, I, I, everything's shifting, everything's changing. And, you know, I felt there's nobody keeping me safe and supported and loved. So I need to do that for myself. And that's when like, okay, so in order to do that, I need money and stability. And money and stability means that I got to get a job. Now, how can I go get a job to make money fast and easy? And that was engineering for me. Everybody's like, engineering was fast and easy? Yeah, I was good at math. I was good at science. Was it something that you could get your bachelor's and start working? It wasn't be a doctor, be a lawyer, where you spend all this money and still you got to pass through exams and all that stuff. So, Yeah. Very interesting. So it's funny how how we attract people who are so very much aligned. So I I also was raised in an upbringing, ultimately of divorce. My parents had immigrated here from Europe, and over decades they did the let us stay together for the kids thing while the kids were all saying, "Could you please not?" <laughs> so in itself, yeah. it brought along an awful lot of drama and trauma. And like all good parents, they want better for their children. I did take the university route. It's just very interesting that we spend an awful lot of time packing on the blocks and the layers when we really know who we really are early on. And then life, in order to get by, you start to make some changes. So you said early in our conversation, I knew from an early 
time that I was gifted in a way to connect and access messages from beyond us here on earth, but yet the pressures of how do I control my chaos in my life? Oh, I will go and acquire this kind of a job or that kind of a job or this kind of a schooling in an effort to, I'm going to say, sort of subdue those natural desires that we are born with. And so for you, it turned into engineering, very strong in math and science, myself, very strong in math and science. I'm still in my same career for a little while longer, but I'm finding as the years tick by, which is why I created this podcast, is we have all, no matter how gifted we are at birth, we have all acquired layers of protection over our heart, over our soul to just survive in our earthly experience. And then we find ways to slowly peel that back to reveal what's been there all along. So I find it very, very interesting how each of us has gone from a place of where we are who we are when we first come. And then we spend an awfully long time covering that up. And then we spend quite another long time uncovering it again. But that alone, I feel, is part of the journey, part of the duality, part of the polarity, part of the you don't recognize the gift until you expose the gift. And I think that journey is fascinating to me. Exactly. No, that's exactly why we come. It's the, that self-discovery. Like I said, I couldn't do the work I'm doing now had I not gone through all that. Because I needed all that to see both sides of me and bring those both sides together and get to a place where everything comes into one and I feel that oneness with the outside world as well and at that age and I think everybody comes with gifts it's not like oh you know I'm special I came with gifts every single one of us that comes into this human existence comes with the gift and the gift is you discovering you nothing more than that It is you discovering who you truly are, which is a divine being living in this human existence and bringing both that part together and doing sort of this dance and movement in life and recognizing that you are not just divine. You are not just this self, ego, whatever you want to call it. You are that combination that's come into this life and everybody else is part of that as well. You are connected. They're all there to show you and they're all there to help you with that dance. I love it. I love this expression uh, of how you call it a dance. So one of my other interest areas happens to be numerology. I'm very intrigued and fascinated by how we are very clearly divinely coded to have a particular expression in this lifetime. And what makes that expression vary is, of course, is our individual free will and choice. But we have very distinct 
I'll call them soul contracts. They are, Mm -hmm. whether you're aware of it or not aware of it, they are absolutely divinely orchestrated interactions that we will have over the course of our life with a variety of individuals at different times of our lives for different durations of that, that travel together time until the contract is fulfilled, so to speak. And I find it fascinating. The way I describe it is we are here basically to either learn a lesson or give a lesson. Our soul chose to come so that we could learn the lessons and give the lessons. And we don't really know exactly which is occurring in the moment, but just like a dance, somebody's not always the lead and somebody's not always the follow. There are places in the beauty of the expression of the dance where that position changes. One may lead, one may follow. It's just a very beautiful uh, expression of what does it mean to come to this earth in this lifetime, in this moment And I do find, and especially right now, I mean, anybody who's even remotely awake at all, meaning not dead, can see that we have quite a bit going on in the world. We have a lot of, a lot of difficult situations, which I think are playing very heavily for many people who may not understand that even though it is difficult there is a lesson in the difficulty. And even though it is difficult, there is a reminder that we are all from one divine area and we will return to one divine. And how does that play out in the course of our lifetime here? So I I find your perspective very, very refreshing and aligned. Do you find that your journey has shifted or altered as you've discovered more and more of your tools through your experiences? Do you find that that has up-leveled or shifted or changed or that you are just using what you have in different ways? I feel that it's sort of like I knew what I was going to do. And I've left myself sort of these clues. And that I'm discovering those clues that I've left for myself through the help of others, like you said, those contracts and everything. And that's it. It's not like, would I have done this? It's just, no, I'm finding out the clues. Ah, this is, this is, it's like, different pieces of this puzzle to get here. And what you said, I think also is important for everybody that to understand, we look at sort of like teachers, masters, gurus, whatever you want to call them, us, whoever. And it's not that, oh, they're done. Nobody's done. As long as you are in this physical human form, you are not done. You are always going to be a master and a student. You are always going to be the teacher and the student. Because like you said, we're always learning and we're always teaching in one way or form. And it does not matter like 
if you're a plant or a bird or if you're a kid or you're 90 years old. As long as you are in this physical world and you are in this physical body, even an ant can come and teach you a lesson. So I want people to recognize that as well, that that's going to help them along their journey because everybody seems like they want to get into this finish line. It's like, when is it going to be finished? It's never going to get finished. Get used to it. Get comfortable. Enjoy it. Enjoy the lessons that are coming to you in whatever shape or form that they come or the teachings that you're bringing out into the world in whatever shape or form you're bringing it out. Because at the end of the day, it goes back to what I said earlier, we're all creative beings. We are in this physical world for that creation. And however you want to create that, whether it's writing, art, cooking, speaking, hugging someone, listening, whatever shape or form, or all the above, go do it. Be creative in whatever shape or form that feels comfortable. And it's never going to get done. You're always, as long as you're here, the journey continues. That's the beauty of it. I'll give you a perfect example. So I had a sibling who's no longer with us. And he used to constantly say to me, I'm searching for the way to be happy. And the way that he would phrase it would be almost as if I go to the grocery store and I look for the item on the shelf labeled H called happy, and I can get that. Mm -hmm. And then when I consume that, I will be that thing. We used to have these very long drawn out conversations because I'm very much not that way. I'm like, it's inside you. It's within you. You just have to cultivate it, mm -hmm. allow it to express it's in there. And there was so much. I'm going to call it ego denial. It was basically the stories that that he had been telling himself or choosing to listen to over his lifetime without the capacity to listen to the heart, which is really where the gems are held. That's where the, mm -hmm. the meaning lives. I used to struggle so much because I thought you you can't. So we have a phrase if you have animals, herd animals, horses, things, cows, you can lead them to the well, you can lead them to the water trough, but you cannot make them drink. And mm -hmm. I used to say this to my brother. I said, I can tell you, I can try to share with you, but I cannot make you make the change if you're not prepared to make the change. And again, I hear this reiterated when people say, I don't know what I'm here for. I don't know what my purpose is. I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing. Our conversation here is so affirming in that your doing is your being. Your purpose is you. How you choose to express in this lifetime, how you choose to either create or not create, that choice is how you express who you are and what you are here for and whether that's making your expression may just be helping or changing one individual in their heart one heart at a time why are you here you're here to be you you're here to express exactly. you however that is for you exactly. yeah 
Yeah. Do you find exactly. with your clients that digging is difficult for them? Well, no, partly because they come to me, I show them those hidden parts. It's like, that's my talent. That's my gift. Then the parts that they're not either willing to see or they can't see or it's hiding, I bring all those out so that they can connect with it. And once they connect with it and we heal those spots and let them leave sort of like, because it's like, when you bring it into the light, it's not hiding anymore. And then you can see it's like, oh, you know, look, I have my hand. I love my hand. And, you know, it's okay. Or, oh, my hand is dirty. I can just wash it and clean it up. Oh, look, there's a nice hand now. It's all clean and better. That's the sort of like the work I do with them. It's part of those because of whatever's happened in their life or past, you know, generation, you know, stuff that's been passed down to them things that are hard, hiding in there I bring them out and so they can see it and we can heal and release and reprogram it basically but that's- I think also with what what you were saying earlier is that the desire that there is a finish point that I gotta get there has stopped people to enjoy the moment and have fun and like you said, it is, we're just here to be. We're just here to express ourselves. Now, I am I just help you to get some of that stuff, gunk sort of off of you so you can see it better, see you better, and go do you better. And that's basically, and I keep saying, just have fun. Have fun with the process itself, too. You know, it's, it, it can be enjoyable. If you look at everything, yeah, it might not, you know, you might have an itchy sweater at the moment that's not feeling good, but eh, then the itchy sweater comes up and you, you feel better. But enjoy that, even if you're wearing an itchy sweater, it's like try to enjoy it as much as you can. It's giving you a lesson. It's giving you a gift. Absolutely. Absolutely. Do you think, so we have a lot of catchphrases that you'll hear many people, especially in in healing circles, if you want to call it that, about stepping out of the comfort zone, putting a toe in the water. And that fear that holds many people back can be so strong, so, so strong, that it really makes it difficult for them to step forward and reach out, for example, to folks like yourself to help them see if you had to suggest or say something for someone listening where they're so concerned about what happens if what happens when I don't know if I can do that if you had one suggestion of how they might start to peek out of the box a little bit just a little bit what would you say that would be? Honestly, I would say go get my book. <laughs> well, you're going to tell us exactly <laughs> where to go get your book. You're, before we're done, it's going to be in the show notes. Absolutely. But that's exactly why I did the book. For those folks that are sitting there and they don't know, how am I going to get over this? How can I look at this differently? That's what I give them in this book of how to become, start becoming aware of your sort of these personalities, personas, avatars, whatever you want to call it, your triggers, 
start becoming aware and how you would go practice that awareness. How do you take responsibility for your life? And then how do you see your choices and how do you start choosing from your heart? And how do you bring all that together and at the end rediscover that bringing that duality even into one and connecting it with your body. So that's all in this book. Well, then you're going to tell us exactly the title and the where, and you're going to give me a link (laughs) so I can put it in the show notes so people can find you and find your book. Absolutely. To me, awareness is the first step. Once you have the awareness, Mm -hmm. then you can choose to take the next and the next and the next steps. But I feel that sometimes there are people who are so blocked by their fear that they haven't even reached that moment of the awareness to say, I, I'm looking, I want the change. I, I desire the growth, the shift, the uncovering. And for those people, I, and I have to say, I think my brother was absolutely one of those people. No awareness, almost like a mask so thick that there wasn't even the glimmer of awareness. And so when we talk about getting out of the comfort zone or taking, you know, a toe to the water, for some people, they they don't even have the recognition that piece of awareness is unavailable to them. And I sometimes wonder, how can that be? Like, how can one not notice just even that piece of it? Very easily, very easily, because you're lost in those stories you've created. And you, our world is telling us, showing us that there's so many people that are stuck, not even stuck, that are sort of in the real part of this reality that this is it and I gotta be living this reality even when you think about like you know people say well how can you be happy with everything that's going on in the world especially right now and the way the awareness comes awareness comes with you starting to say to yourself how am I contributing to this? And if I sit here in a place of fear, sadness, anger, hurt, what am I contributing with those energies? Because I think at this point, majority of the people, if you talk to them, somehow I can get them to even feel like, yes, we are energy bodies there is an energy there's an energy communication and exchange there's a wonderful book that a Japanese scientist said many many years ago that water if you take water and you speak to this water when you say like give it a positive even with through your words a positive loving affirmation word or whatever those water molecules, like he had these special microscopes that you see, they become these beautiful patterns. And when you did the opposite, they were like these sharp together 
you know, blocks of stuff that was not like that. So now think about that water. We are made of water. Everything around us is made of water. The water is in the air. Everything that water is, our whole planet can be connected with that water. Now, your energy that you're putting out there because of something else that's going on, if you add to that hate, to that anger, to that fear, how is it going to help? So how do you want to help situations like that is by how can I bring more love, compassion, kindness into this scenario, into this energy? That's where things start to shift. And as far as then awareness comes, just start by how can I be aware? It's not even myself. How can I be aware of this moment? Then that becomes, and these are the stuff I actually talk about in the book, when you're drinking, when you're eating, when you're taking a shower, those everyday tasks that you're doing so mindlessly that one of your avatars is doing it, bring more presence into it. It's like, oh, this water, you know, I have this nice shower, this nice water right now coming. And, you know, I'm appreciative of this water. How does it feel when I wash my hair? I've never noticed. Like, how does it the soap feels under my hands or when you're eating oh let me discover what what flavors can i textures or flavors can i discover in this food or your drink whatever that is and that is the start of becoming aware of yourself that's going to lead you there so it's so interesting that description that you just gave is what many people call mindfulness, mindfulness of the moment, mindfulness of what goes on in the moment on a very almost microscopic level, the the texture of the food, the flavor of the food, the smell of the food. And it's really interesting that there are times where I feel like mindfulness is almost a misnomer because I really want to call it heartfulness, especially when you talk about the water, because water in terms of an element is directly connected with one's emotions. And mm -hmm. it's interesting that we are so connected through water, through droplets in the air, through our body being predominantly water, through our earth being predominantly water, which if you extrapolate that out to what does that mean? It means feeling, feeling in all levels through all energetic expression, which means what? the connection between your heart and divine. It's so interesting that when we pull back and look at it from a very macroscopic viewpoint, it seems very distinct and individual and separate, but the reality is it's really not. It's all highly unified and highly connected. So it's, exactly. it's just beautiful to hear you express it in such a way. Yeah. No, exactly. We are all connected. And there's a reason I don't use words like mindfulness or some of those words that people grab onto because it's they have a definition of it that's not true. When you say be mindful, everybody thinks, oh, I got to sit, stay and go, oh, more, you know, I got to 
quiet my mind. No, that's not what mindfulness is. Mindfulness is not quiet your mind. There is no way you can quiet that mind. (laughs) Mindfulness is just bringing your attention. I I love what you said, heartfulness, bringing that mind and heart together. Again, that duality in us, because this, this, this two need to come together, the mind and the heart. Once you bring them together, that they do that dance together. Now you're talking. Now yes. you're like in the moment, enjoying everything. Yes, it's a beautiful, beautiful description. Oh my goodness, this has been a great conversation. I could talk for hours with I you. Know. I love it. I love it. <laughs> I know. I was it's gonna so say, great. When is part two? <laughs> when is part two? There can be a part two. Absolutely. I'm down. It's great. When I get a little bit more into my flow, there will definitely be a part two because I have so many questions that I just want to discuss and talk about and go deeply into because it really brings up just so much, so much that is interconnected. So it's really interesting. Part of what I like to talk about for listeners here on, on this podcast is what is the language through which your heart speaks to you? And we talked about this earlier. Is it literature? Is it art? Is it cooking? Is it being in nature? What it, What is that thing? And the beauty is just like in our human expression, many of us are multilingual, meaning we speak more than just English. Yes. Mm-hmm. But I think that is also the same for what I call heart speak. Your heart speaks through multiple modalities of creativity, whether that's art or music or writing or all of it however that may be. So I find it, I find it interesting that your heart is really almost like an emotional tower of Babel in its own way, because it speaks so many different languages. It is. Yeah. Really fascinating. So tell me where and how can people find you and your book and all your goodness um, thank you, thank you. My where they can find me is on my website, which is my first name, last name.com, atusaraision.com. The book is on Amazon. It's available in ebook format and paperback. And it's called Change Yourself, Change the World, Transform Your Life from Fear-Based Living to Choosing Love and Seeing Magic. But the solo book is where I talk about and give those guidance and tools that is going to help you transform. Beautiful. Just beautiful. You are a beautiful soul. I'm telling y'all, I, I'm telling y'all, I just feel so blessed. I meet people, hear stories, exchange conversations, connect, collaborate, and create. I think that's really the key is create, co-create on this earth and really express and expand the love that we all have within us out to the collective, out to humanity. And I'm just so grateful to have the opportunity. So this was another great episode with Atusa. You can find her on all the places at Atusa Resain or at Solistic, both on Etsy and on some of the other social media platforms. I will put all of the links in the show notes for you. So please refer back there for the exact links to take you to all of the offerings that Atusa has. And I would also be so very appreciative if you wouldn't mind leaving a review, 
tag a friend if you love today's episode, and don't forget to subscribe so that you don't miss any of the new releases. If you want to consider finding more insights, more conversations, more everything, you can follow me on Facebook and Instagram, of course, at Miel Fox or on my website, foxdenenergetics.com. And if you think you would like to see what it's like to pull back the curtains, start to see the light that shines in your beautiful heart, consider joining me for the monthly virtual meetup called Unconditionally You. That link will also be in the show notes. And as always, I'm sending you so much love.